WBCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88.3 It is Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Saints and Alumni Show right here at 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Joe Fumusa from the class of 2012. We got a cool story for you today. My classmate, Katie Kalu from the class of 2012, is here to talk about her journey at Siena, past Siena, and how that journey led to the New York football giants. Kind of a, a different type of career path and something that had, you know, a lot of twists and turns, but it was the connection she made at Siena. It was the connection she made after Siena that really helped shape what has been a really great career and we'll showcase what she's done what she's looking forward to do and uh we'll share a couple santa stories as well again katie caruse coming up right after the break right here on 88.3 the saint this is the saints and alumni show hey you found us 88.3 the saint Welcome back, everyone, to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on 88.3 The Saint. It is Friday. I'm your host this week, Joe Fermuso from the class of 2012. Before we get into uh, our interview this week, I want to let you know, if you're listening to us on the radio, you probably know that this is also a podcast. So all you got to do, head to Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Saints and Alumni Show. You'll see every show we've done for the past probably year and a half right there for you to listen on demand. A lot of great alumni, a lot of great stories, and uh, we have another one today. Uh, my classmate from the class of 2012, Katie Carew. Uh, Katie, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's so excited to be back in some capacity with with Sienna. Sienna's uh, Sienna's flourishing. You know, I could I could be a little biased. So we just had a, I mean, our 10 year reunion was a few weeks ago. So uh, a lot of our classmates were there. Good to catch up on a, a lot of people, uh, you know, and their stories and whatnot. Um, and you know, CNN itself is, uh, we just sent off another graduating class. So kind of bit of a lull here on campus. So it's a, it's a good time so far to just get to breathe a little bit. Um, but Katie, I, one of my uh, coworkers, Brittany Kane, um, told me about your story and what you've been doing over the past few years. Um, and you work for the New York football giants. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, and as we were saying off, uh, off air, just before I'm a Bills fan, though I have a certain allegiance to the Giants, so and we'll get into all that as well. Um, but I'll start with the question I start with everyone. Everyone who comes on the show, I ask the exact same question when we start. And it is essentially, you know, you're, it's 2007, 2008. You're trying to decide where you want to go to college. What leads you to Siena? That's a great question. So... It's so wild that this is really such a turning point in my life that I kind of remember every single thing leading up to that. And there were so many different factors where I was trying to figure out what I was going to major in, thought I was going to be a psychology major. So really, it wasn't about what major I was going to have that was going to lead me to school. Um, It was about finding a place that could feel like home that I could see myself. And also I was a swimmer. So I wanted to be on the swim team, wanted to be able to swim. Scholarship would have been great when I was looking for, for different schools. And, and just so happened one of my teammates on club 
um, in high school, she was a year older and she ended up going and swimming at the team at Siena. So it was on my radar. My, my guidance counselor said, Hey, I think this might, you know, fit with what you're kind of looking for. You should check out the school. And I said, Oh, I've actually heard of Siena. My, my friend Megan swims there right now. And so I was like, okay, this, this could be cool. Um, and I had actually wanted, you know, to apply early action to Fordham university, you know, it was close to home, 45 minutes from home. And I love the design of the campus. Like I love that old architecture and thought it was Fordham is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I see it. I'm like, okay, interesting. Then I go to Siena and I'm like, wait, this place has a little bit of that, like not as old architecture, but like really like the chapel. I remember seeing near Heinz Hall was just amazing and beautiful. And everyone was so nice everyone was holding open the door for me. And like, I'm talking like, you know, 30 yards away, they'd see me and they'd hold open that door, which we all know if you're, you know, at Siena from around the area, you know that everyone just holds the door open for each other. When I first went up, that was one of the things I noticed right away. And every time I kept going back to Siena, it felt more and more like home, even though it was a two hour drive, um, which is not really that far, but even though it was a two hour drive versus 45 minute drive, every time I went back to Fordham, I'm like, this doesn't feel like the right place for me. And Sienna just, you know, it was the people, it was the swim team, the teammates, um, the opportunity there where I felt like I was welcome and people wanted me to be there. And it was um, just a fun group of people. And um, every time I went either for my recruiting trip or for, you know, I forget what it was called, maybe the open house overnight stay, like those things were just amazing um, just to really experience the campus. And I mean, how could you not just fall in love with that place? A lot of something that a lot of people bring up and obviously, you know, being here for four years, uh, being 10 years out is probably something that, you know, affects your life. Um, a lot of what alumni like to talk about is, you know, the Franciscan brotherhood, let's say, you know, the, the idea of, you know, befriending others, serving others. Um, how has that, you know, impacted your life in the 10 years since you left? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think just being in the sports industry, there's always this piece of community that whether it's we do a, a volunteer initiative or I volunteered with Habitat and done some of those trips on my, my own um, or volunteered at soup kitchens through either working at the Mac, my time after graduation, or even through working, you know, all the way through my career at the Giants. Like, our organizations where I work, yes, I can do some of that on my own, but we also give back to the community. Like that's such a huge piece in the sports industry of how are you impacting your fans, but also the community around you. And I think just being able to easily embrace that because of my Sienna experience and plus being a part of the swim team at Sienna, you learn that sense of community and continuing that into the the sports industry. I think, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you learned at Sienna and you just, you take with you. Now, you had talked about your journey up to Siena, what attracted you on campus, the, the values that we have here. Um, in your four years, I mean, you mentioned you were part of the swim team, you did service. Is there something that really sticks out to you uh, that, I guess it kind of ties into my last question, that really, you know, has helped shape your career, shape your life? Was it something here that really stuck out, a specific moment or a specific, you know, time period that really carried you through? Yeah. I mean, the thing that carried me through at Siena was, you know, I, I had a, I was ended up being a philosophy major, which that those classes are very challenging. Um, I was on the swim team. So I was doing doubles, you know, during the week and it was a lot, but I think the saga sits, which, you know, mm-hmm. that term I hope is still around. Um, 
the the saga sits with my friends, teammates, just on a Saturday where you'd be, sometimes you could be there for like six hours, eight hours, just sitting there all day talking about everything. Um, Just building that sense of friendship later on in life, not necessarily your friends from when you were a kid, but those people then watching you grow for four years where it's like, if that felt like growing up. So for mm-hmm. to experience that with other people was incredible. Um, the I wouldn't say there's one particular no- moment, but there was one experience where every single division one, two, and three athletic program has a student athlete advisory committee. Mm-hmm. And in my sophomore year, I ended up taking someone's spot. Actually, it's funny enough, Megan, who what was my teammate in, in high school who went to Siena the year before me, she ended up studying abroad in Australia. And I took her spot on the student athlete advisory committee representing the swim team with one other girl on our team. And because she went on that trip and recommended me, recommended our coach that I sit on that committee, I got involved and the water polo coach at the time, she was the head administrator of that program. And that spring of sophomore year, she asked me to go and represent Sienna with one other student athlete. Uh, to the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conferences, um, it, it was their SAC conference. Okay. So they um, they sent me down to New Jersey to Ryder University, met with student athletes from all over the conference, talking about issues like recruiting, um, practice times, doing things in the community, um, all sorts of student athlete issues or topics. And when I came back from campus, I was fired up so excited. And all of a sudden it was like, I realized I could have a career in this. I realized that I could make more friends and find my identity at Siena. And that, and that's what I did. And I ended up representing the MAC conference to the NCAA level, applied that spring. And somehow they decided to pick me, even though I was really new into this. And it, that whole experience, the last two years, junior and senior year, really set me up for my career, um, really helped me gain confidence. I was I was so shy. I would turn bright red and my voice would shake when I'd speak in, in like to a large group of people in public. And, and now I'm in sales. So it's yeah. that whole experience through Sienna, but also being able to be the president of that committee at Sienna just helped me propel forward into my, what would be my career. And I also love that experience. It just really helped me define who I was on campus. I say this a lot of time on this show. Um, there's something about Sienna that it's always that way of transforming the way you look at things, the way you think about things. I mean, for me, I was a psych major and people ask me all the time, what, what was your major? I'm like, psychology? Like, yeah, but you didn't go into that career. I go, exactly. I, I managed to, you know, find a mold in television here on campus and off campus when I was working at a station off campus, you know, here in Albany. Um, and again, those last two years that you're here, you know, really get to shape what you're going to do. If I didn't, come to Siena, I wouldn't have gone to Syracuse for grad school. I wouldn't have had, you know, to have the opportunity for 10 years to be in that industry. So like, I, I hear you, I get it. Like it, yeah. Siena fostered those opportunities in one way or another. Um, sometimes you got to be handed the opportunity to really accept it and learn and grow from it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the same way. And I, you know, I tell other alumni who come on the show who have similar stories. There's always a point where everything changes kind of an aha it's like oh wait this is what I can do this will give me confidence this revs me up and it was because of you know the four years here yeah um, part of me so- wonders is this 
is do, do these opportunities happen at other schools or is this the magic of Siena? Because it always seems like maybe it's because we're a small school where you get to know these administrators, these teachers and professors and and even the friars and they're looking yeah. out for you. Like they're yeah. really getting to know you and looking out for you and then guiding you towards what ends up changing your life. So, I mean, I will always be grateful for that. And I just love how my entire career and story really started because of my time at Siena. I think about that too every now and then. I'm like, if I went to what was my second or third choice, obviously before I ultimately chose Siena, and I went with that career path, would anything have changed? Would I have, you know, shifted into doing something I really love? So I think about that a lot. You know, what I've obviously what I found myself back at my alma mater, like I am now, you know, like things like that, I think about a lot. Um, we have about a couple minutes left in this first segment here. Um, I want to tie something back into, you know, our first question to you today. Um, as a high schooler, looking at colleges, um, trying to figure out what is the best fit for you. If you had a quick piece of advice for anyone out there who is in the dark, not sure where they want to go, they have no idea, or they're even thinking about, you know, hey, I've heard of Siena College. I know they're pretty great. Why should I go there? What is your advice to them? Any 16, 17, 18 year olds who are thinking about that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, and it goes off of, you know, similar to what I was just saying is that there's this magic of Siena, but really it's also about this smaller community where the people who are working there, unlike a large school, will get to know you on a personal level and they can help you and guide you into what you want to do. And it might not be your, your, your guidance, like your counselor on campus. It might not be your coach. It might not be uh, one of your professors, but you will find people, whether it's, you know, someone on the staff or even an, an older classmate, someone there is going to, to impact your life. And it's because it's such a great community too, um, right in Loudonville, like the surrounding community too, like yeah. they're part of this community as much as well. And I know a ton of friends who ended up taking internships and getting jobs at like places like ACO right after graduation because the surrounding community also embraces the school. Um, but you're, I mean, you're going to have a lot of fun if you come here. Plus it's not too far from Saratoga, which is a blast. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with that either. Um, but no, it's, I'd say give it a chance. You get to live on campus all four years. Sometimes, you know, those bigger schools, they take you off campus to have that community feel all four years is amazing. It's really the best and you're going to get a great education. And like from Joe and I, you yeah. might major in something like psychology or philosophy and then end up having a dream career in tv or in the sports industry so yes. anything really can happen if you, if you go to sienna i agree i have nothing to add because you said you said it all so <laughs> uh we're gonna take a quick break we have to hit a commercial uh here uh but when we come back we're gonna talk more about your journey to the new york giants what you're doing there and uh a pretty cool feature that uh, we featured you in a few Sienna publications a few months back. So we'll talk about that. Um, we will be back right here on 88.3 The Saints. Stay with us. Your Sienna College Connection, 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to The Saints and Alumni Show right here on 88.3 The Saint. It is Friday once again. I'm talking here with Katie Carew, my classmate from the class of 2012. Um, before we get started or before we continue, uh, if you have any listeners out there, if you have a copy of Siena Magazine, which if you're listening to this show, you probably do, um, back in our spring issue, which I think was mailed to your mailbox, probably around March, April, if, if I'm not mistaken, 
you go to page 21, we have a really cool feature um, where we featured some of our alumni from, uh, we celebrated National Girls and Women in Sports Day back in February. And we have five alumni who are doing great things in the sports field. Katie, you're one of them. And that's how, you know, I got to learn a little bit more about what you've been doing after, uh, after graduation. So yeah, if you have that magazine, check out page 21, her feature is there. Uh, I think we also have your feature on the Siena Annual Fund Instagram account. So that's at Siena Annual Fund, if you wanna check her out there. Um, so yeah, Katie, we, we, did, we dove into your four years at Siena, the experiences you had and how it kind of shaped your life and you know things that you didn't expect to happen kind of happened and kind of really you know shaped the person you are, the career you have. Um, we were saying earlier, you work for the New York football giants, which I'm sure a lot of listeners of the show are a fan of team, which has seen a lot of change in the past, you know, several months, in my opinion, a lot of good change. Um, and you're kind of at the forefront of all that, but let's, let's go back to, you know, 2012, 2013, you're out from Siena. Um, and you dipped a little bit into what you did a couple of years out of Siena, but what eventually leads you to the giants? Yeah. So it's, it's been a wild ride and I'm, I'm so blessed and lucky because it really all started with my experience at Siena. I was a philosophy major. My parents were a little nervous. What are you going to do with that? And I had just gotten involved with the student athlete advisory committee. And I represented the, the conference that Siena is in is the Mac. And I represented the Mac to the NCAA level. And so through that, that experience, I got to learn the administrators, not only in the athletic department at Siena, like Don Drogenio, who really embraced the changes that we made on campus with the, that program. But also I got to know the commissioner of the MAC, Rich Enzer, and the other administrators really throughout the entire conference. So I got to talk with them about what they do, what their career path was, learn from them. And then ultimately, you know, right before I was about to graduate, I basically with, with SAC, you're allowed to stay on the, the committee at the NCAA level one extra year after you graduate. So I go to Rich uh, at the MAC and I say, Rich, can I serve one extra year? He was like, how about you come and work for us and get a fellowship at the MAC and get paid instead? And oh. I said, absolutely. So <laughs> I ended up uh, becoming an administrative fellow and I thought I was going to go the route of compliance. And I worked really closely with Barbara Rich for about two months. And then all of a sudden someone higher up um, in marketing and production and media at the MAC ended up taking another role. And all of a sudden there was an internal opportunity for people to move up. And they said within the two months, you know, plus we knew you from Siena, um, you know, that we think you're ready to take on and learn this new role. It's in marketing and sponsorship. And I said, but I don't know anything about marketing and sponsorship. They said, Katie, it's a full-time job. You're going to get paid double what you're getting now. And you should really take this. And I said, okay, sure. As long as you know, I don't know anything. Um, well, they really gave me a chance, but it was also my first exposure really to sponsorship, which is, you know, where I'm working now, which is incredible that I got really lucky and, and that the Mac took a chance on me, that Rich took a chance on me and, and put me into that. And um, actually one of my dear friends still um, who, who works now at Manhattan, Whitney Swab, she ended up being my boss. And, and, you know, for, it was almost two years that I was there, I learned from her and she really taught me about marketing and sponsorship and you know, I got to build up my network and, and learn from all these people and was also given a, a ton of responsibility early on in my career. But I learned so much so quickly at the Mac, mm -hmm. like we were just going, going, going that I feel like it launched my career so quickly in terms of 
learning everything I needed to learn from sending a professional email to writing meeting minutes, um, being able to listen and take those things into account and, and really provide what that feedback would be. That's like one of the most incredible things that I learned there that most people don't have those skills, um, but also hosting events, uh, following up with the small details and, um, and understanding how the sponsorship world works and, and, you know, understanding how important it is for those things to run, you know, what's the strategy behind that. Um, I wasn't in sales at, the, at that point, but I was in account management. And about a year into my experience at the Mac, um, Loyola leaves. Um, so it was actually cool. I was kind of a That's part right. of yeah. that process of when we announced Mammoth and Quinnipiac. So I was kind of there helping on the back end with like creating these booklets for the schools and like providing them information on the Mac. Um, so that was really cool. But through that experience, the Mac ended up getting, you know, some funding from Loyola when they exited. And the Mac decided to gift every single school an LED courtside signage unit for their TV games on ESPN. So through that, ANC was the company that won the bid. They're located in Purchase, New York, and they also decided to sell the Mac's sponsorship rights. So they were going to sell that inventory on the ESPN games to advertisers um, like Pepsi or um, um like lid sports or things like that. And they took that on. So I was their main point of contact. I got to know those guys over there. And after about six months of working together, they said, Hey, Katie, we want you for a job here. And they called Rich and, and did everything right. Cause we were partners and Rich said, mm -hmm. Katie, I think this could be great for you. Again, you're, you're getting another experience. You can always come back to the Mac or come back to college sports. You've built a great um, you know, a great network of people, but he's like, go take this chance, learn sponsorship. If that's, you know, what you want to do. And, you know, again, you're, you're going to get a pay raise. So like, think about those things. And, you know, here I am like, well, wait, I thought I was just going to stay in college sports, go be a graduate assistant, get my MBA and then work my way up and become an athletic director. This, this messes up the plan. Um, so then I end up going to ANC. I'm working in account management. And they said, Katie, you're going to be the sales and service coordinator. And I said, what does that mean? I don't want to do sales. <laughs> I don't want to do sales. Like, I don't want to come off like a car salesman. Not that there's anything wrong with selling cars, but um, I, I don't want to come off like, you know, that I'm chasing money. And yeah. that's what I thought sales was, and I was totally wrong. And I also didn't want to... Um, have this number hanging over my head where I felt like I had to hit it. And if not, I didn't get paid my money like that. I was going to be yep. not able to pay my bills, you know, that I was going to be starving if I didn't like hit my quota. Cause I, I also did not have an understanding clearly of what sales was. And of course that changed because I'm in sales now, but learned a lot through that experience at ANC, um, ended up working through there. And then after a year of being an account manager, so really I handled the accounts. We worked closely with um, different teams that had our LEDs or our, our TV visible signage. So the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, like when you're out watching a game, you see the signage behind yep. them. There's a little A and C mark there. So I yep. managed the advertisers there. So Hankook Tire, I'm sure everyone has seen, um, Lumber Liquidators, Lucas Oil, those guys, I managed their contracts. And then a year in, I said, you know, I kept going to these meetings with my boss at the time. And he said, okay, strategy wise, you're, you're, you realize you're, you're doing sales in these meetings. I was like, well, I really love this. I should, I should get mm -hmm. into sales. <laughs> so I, I did that and started getting into that, dipped my toe in and then decided to get my MBA. And I went to, um, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on here, but I went to Iona um, College. <laughs> another Mac you just, school. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Iona College, another Mac school, closer to where I was living at the time. So I went yeah. in person twice a week. Um, and Sienna would have been a little far of a drive. I also don't think they had the MBA program at that time either, which is amazing that they do now. And I also heard that they're building a sports program at Sienna, which is incredible. I wish they had it when I was there. You're here and right. Um, sorry, had to, to put back in my promo mm -hmm. for Sienna College after that. Um, so I ended up getting my MBA and really through that program, met a couple mentors, Glenn Harine. He's he's in the sports industry. Um, he's tech fantastic person and he kind of guided me and through his class met so many great people like Renee Anderson who works she's the head of revenue at the NFL um Frank Wall who you know he works he's an SVP of sales at Turner learned from those sales people and really got the confidence to say okay I can go and do this like they are awesome people um and I can learn from them and I can go and do this too so um while I was at ANC managing these accounts still trying to get into sales but managing accounts you know, we had to deliver the return on investment for a brand like Hancock Tire. Like, what are the impressions? What's the value? And I, it was like this whole thing. Every month I had to put this report together. It was taking forever. I'd waiting for numbers. I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. So I do some research on other companies that are maybe evaluating this a little easier. I come across this article about Gum Gum Sports who just launches their artificial intelligence technology that could measure the value of sports sponsorships across TV and social media. So I call them up. I said, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you come in and pitch us. They come in, pitch us. I'm blown away. This has got to be, this is amazing. This is so cool. And about a month later, you know, I had been thinking about moving on to my next opportunity to really get fully into sales. Cause at ANC, I was still doing both. And, you know, I had applied for a couple of jobs. Things didn't really work out because I was applying for jobs in account management and not taking that risk in sales because I was still nervous. But I said, I love your product. I called up GumGum. I said, I love your product. I know you have a proposal out to us right now, but can I, I noticed you have a job opening in, in sales in New York. I'd love to apply. And they were like, great, we'd love to have you. Um, so everything worked out there. I was the fifth employee, um, learned a ton about selling a product, learned a ton about the ROI regarding the sports sponsorships that, you know, I previously was managing at my last two jobs and really for two and a half years was thrown into a startup, learned about mm -hmm. how to start up a company uh, within a company because Gum Gum parent company was pretty well established for 10 years. Uh, but starting out this new division, one, the first five employees. And then by the time I left, I was the only person in the New York office. We had an office of 10 people and our own office. And I was one of then 55 employees when I left. So that, that company grew where when I started, I would sell someone and my team contacts at like the max would say, what the heck is gum gum? Yeah. And all of a sudden then people now know who they are. I mean, they, of course they go and change their name. They're now real metrics, but at the time when I left, they knew who we were. So that it's just like, when you look, connect the dots from everything from Santa, yep amazing how things have matched up and my journey is, you know, worked out, but, um, from gum gum to the giants, I ended up pitching the chief commercial officer at the giants about gum gums product. And a week later he calls me and he's like, I'm building a sales team here. We would love to have you. Awesome. I, and, and that's how I ended up there.
a lot, a lot of what you're saying, I, I feel like for the, you know, those of us who are sports fans, um, I know exactly what you're talking about, but like to hear that perspective, I'm sure for a lot of listeners, it's like, oh, that's how that, oh, that's how that works. Oh, so like you talk about, you know, the boards and the LED. I remember when those went into the Times Union you know, MVP Center now, I remember all this. So like to hear that perspective too uh, from that is really awesome. Um, Katie, we have like less than a minute left, but something I really want to get your take on. Um, and we kind of dabbled in it uh, in the beginning of the segment. Um, what is your favorite part or like, you know, what does it mean to you to work for an NFL team, especially one of such high caliber like the Giants um, and being a female in the sports industry? It's incredible. Sorry, I'm in, you can tell I'm in sales because that's why I talked about it. <laughs> um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the organization, it's family owned since 1925. It's been amazing to see how the culture's changed with Joe Shane and Brian Dable coming in yep. from Buffalo. Um, they're amazing and it's so fun, but also to be in an industry where it's mostly men, not only on, in the sports field, but in the sales field too, Yes, I'm in, incredibly blessed and I'm, I'm trying to get more women to come on board. So if you're listening to this, you know, follow me on LinkedIn and I'll, I'll help you if you want a career in sports or in sales. Um, but it, it, I'm really blessed and it's, it's just, I'm really, really lucky that how things worked out and it all started with Sienna. Katie. Thanks so much for coming on. Awesome story. Awesome experiences that you shared with us. Um, and really cool to see, you know, how your career kind of took a couple turns, but obviously really all, it really all fell into place and, you know, the right connections. And again, it all, it all starts with Sienna. So thank you again. Thanks for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much, Joe. Great to see you. Uh, once again, my guest today was Katie Carew from the class of 2012, my classmate from the class of 2012. Uh, that's it for today's episode of Saints and Alumni Show. Funny how half hour just flies by every week. Um, once again, I'm Joe Formosa. Uh, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned right here, though. 88.3 The Saint, WBCR. We'll be right back.